Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. I'm Aloha Bruce, Bruce Fisher. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a great podcast for you for this August 29th, 2022. Today we're going to be talking about how to be a visitor and not a tourist on your next Hawaii vacation. This is a different kind of podcast. It's a podcast that is not hosted by a wannabe social media influencer or somebody that doesn't know anything about booking a Hawaii vacation. We're your hosts. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii. We're Hawaii's experts. And you can catch us on the web at hawaii-aloha.com or just give us a call at 1-800-843-8771. Chances are if you're out there doing, quote, research, that means you're on the internet and you're looking at what everybody else is looking at and it just becomes this loop, right, of checking stuff out looking at stuff looking at rates this is up it's down it's all over the place so we can help you with this we can you know we're doing this for 22 years this is our 15th year of podcasting so you know we're experts at this there is something to what we do because people call us all day long about their hawaii vacations and if you go look at our reviews you'll see how satisfied our customers are and how we get involved and how we want you to get involved as you're planning this Hawaii vacation. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I got some news here that I want to talk about, and it kind of goes to our topic today because I was really inspired last week by watching Kamu Bell's, and I've been talking about this now, what this is the third podcast I'm talking about this, (laughs) Kamu Bell's special about Hawaii. And while, you know, there was a lot of repetitive stuff in there and stuff that we've been talking about for a long time. It did bring a lot of attention to the idea that Hawaii is changing when it comes to how it presents itself in the world of tourism or visiting the islands. And so I wanted to get into talking about that a little bit. All right, let's get to it. Uh, First of all, if you've ever been to Maui and if you've stayed at the Hyatt Maui, the Regency Hyatt Maui, then you know that they have this amazing penguin, uh, I guess it's an exhibit, or what, what would you call that? It's a penguin sanctuary. That's the word. It's a penguin sanctuary. And they've got five or six penguins in there. But guess what? Now there seems to be some pushback on the idea that they have these penguins because local views are changing about what it is to have an authentic Hawaii vacation. And they're picking on these poor penguins. I almost feel like it's a little bit wokeness, like Hawaiian wokeness. I'm not trying to at all minimize the importance of it because of, uh, of, of educating visitors and the importance of our understanding our culture because obviously this is part of it. But remember that Hawaii doesn't really have any native species or animals. So everything that is here has, was brought in here. But there's pushback on it. There's one council member or said something to the effect that is this the kind of experience that we want people to have in Hawaiian A that they've just seen some birds some penguins at at the hotel you know and I think that's just a little bit of a stretch you know to make that comment because I think that most people are not just staying at their hotel. I mean, if they're doing anything in Hawaii, they're exploring and they're not just sitting at the hotel and, and taking that as their, their big one go-to uh, about their, their visit to Hawaii. But, but, but point well made that there is a shifting trend 
about Hawaii tourism and educating tourists and talking to, to them prior to getting here and when they're here about how important it is to respect our, our island. So it's really going to be unclear about what the Hyatt's going to do about this. They only, if they don't get more of these penguins, they're not going to breed and then they're not going to have the penguins. So it's kind of unfortunate. You know, they've had those penguins there for at least 50 years that I know about. They've had this pen penguin sanctuary. So, and it's one of the things I like to tell people about because I, I think it's, it's a, I think they're just wonderful. If you go look at these penguins, I just did a TikTok about it when we were there, uh, like a, a couple of months ago, you know, about the, the penguins and, and how they're treated there. So it's, it's just be interesting to see what they're going to do about it. They might be forced to just limit it to the ones that they have there or eliminate the penguin sanctuary altogether. Oh, did you see in the news about Honolulu's Little League? Isn't it amazing? They took home the crown with a 13-3 win over uh, Curacao. It was just amazing. It was in uh, Willsport, Pennsylvania, and we were so proud. I watched the game. Yelling loves baseball. We watched it, and I didn't really realize that there was a different kind of scoring thing going on for Little League, but she reminded me that apparently if there's a nine-point spread or something, they automatically win. They got through four innings. They just killed this other team. They were just amazing. It was so wonderful. You know, we don't have a lot of sports here. We don't have big sports teams here. So when, I mean, even high school is considered like a big deal here. So it was just so much fun to watch a Hawaii team. And this is not the first time they've done it. It's been a couple of years ago they did it too. And the coach there and just the way they represented themselves. I was so proud of these boys. And it just, it was just almost, we almost cried watching this. It was so exciting to see our boys win. And they came home today. I guess there's going to be a big celebration today. They just came home today. This is August 29th, Monday. So they all came back home today. And uh, they're, they're going to be treated like uh, elite royalty when they come back. All right. Another thing I wanted to mention was, did you know that Honolulu has been found to charge the highest tourist tax to visitors? Now, this is according to uh, money.com. Um, a trip to Hawaii is essentially paying for a premium product, is what they're saying in this article, or actually Representative Aaron Ling said. Um, I don't know who he is. <laughs> but anyway, travelers end up paying an additional fee, as you know, for those resort fees, which we talk a lot here. But if you average it out over a seven-day period, you can expect to pay $361 just in tax alone. And, I, you know, it, it's just one of these things that Hawaii really has to charge a lot more money than other places just, just because we are this destination this visitor destination i'm trying to not even use the word tourist anymore i'm really trying <laughs> but we are a tourist destination a visitor destination and uh, we have a lot of expenses here as well and i think a lot of that gets unfortunately passed across to the visitor and i think a lot of times and i think a lot of what people are saying now is this is discouraging people from coming so there's people that are anti-tourism that like the idea of higher prices and more fees and so forth so 
keep that in mind as you're planning your Hawaii vacation. I've got a lot to talk about uh, this tourism versus being a visitor. So I'm just going to get right to it because I know I'm probably going to be a little long winded. So that that's it for the news today. And I do want to thank a few. We've I've gotten uh, more uh, calls and uh, correspondence this week than I have had in a while. I don't know if our, we're popping up a little bit higher, but I do appreciate hearing from you. Uh, people call me, you know, after they've booked or, um, you know, trying to throw me a bone here and there, you know, really our end game here is to book your whole Hawaii vacation. We want to do the whole thing for you because I, we, I'm, I'm very confident that I can beat or meet anything that you have out there. And then you get the benefit of our services. And, you know, as you start to think about being a tourist versus being a visitor, this is something you, you want to think about because so many people think today, and I think it's true to a certain extent that to be a real traveler, you know, you need to be more involved in the planning process. But you see, Hawaii is kind of a little different situation. First of all, we have a lot a lot of decisions need to be make, made about your, your trip here. And I was talking to a client that called today, and it kind of drove home the point to me because they laid out, you know, some of the things that they wanted to do. And they've never been to Hawaii before, and they want to come here next year. They want to come here for... They, they say they want to come here for two weeks. But, you know, when you start to think about a two-week vacation in Hawaii, it starts to get to be very expensive. And the way they th- the, the way they thought that they were going to do it was, and, and you know, I, I totally respect that people are trying to get this right. But the way they wanted to do it was they wanted to come to Honolulu for seven nights. And then they thought they were going to go to Maui and the Big Island for the, two two nights on Maui and two nights on the Big Island or three nights on the Big Island, two and three. And I right away had to say, you know, what's the logic involved in this? And, you know, they started with the bucket list, which is an, actually kind of a good thing to do. It is a good idea to start off with things that you want to do or that you think you want to do and then narrow down your list. But here's the things that they wanted to do. Pearl Harbor, touristy. Polynesia Culture Center, super touristy. Uh, Kualoa Ranch, 50-50 touristy. Bishop Museum, good. And then Diamond Head, touristy. All the touristy things, all the things that people are seeing on the internet. And, you know, I, I... immediately straighten them out <laughs> straightening you out on this don't do the tour why am i not saying pcc i just you know i i've gotten a lot of pushback and people you know in the industry banning me you know like blackballing me because i've said that the polynesian cultural center you know it's owned by the mormons and it's just a really long day and i talk about how um you know if you've been to one Polynesian village look there there's differences between these villages but you know if you're coming here as a visitor and you're seeing this repetitive stuff over and over again it gets to be a really long day and I'm not a big fan of the Polynesian cultural centers I think center but you know what these folks wanted to go to the Polynesian cultural center because they felt that they really you know they've heard about the news here they've heard about over tourism and they wanted to do their part to experience the culture here coming from a beautiful place, you know? So my point is that, you know, if, if you're just going to follow along with everything that's on the internet and everything that you see everybody else doing, you know what? That's what you're going to be doing. You're going to do everything that everybody else wants to do. And I'm not sure that's the best way 
to handle your Hawaii vacation. So let's talk about let's talk about the differences and things that you can do to differentiate yourself from being a tourist versus a traveler. And there's there's just two types of people out there in general. There are travelers and there are tourists. Now, a tourist generally will stick out, okay? A traveler kind of blends in. So selfie sticks is tourism, clogging up the sidewalk, standing in with around with a map in your front and socks with sandals on, even though we do wear those. <laughs> we do do that sometimes here. You're just going to stick out like a sore thumb if you have the matching clothes, which we've talked about before, you know. Um, tourists tend to draw sometimes negative attention to themselves. Um, and it socially abnormal behaviors because they're in a place that they've never been before and they think they're entitled to something. Um, a tourist generally eats comfort food. They're going to McDonald's. They're going to all the same places. They're going to eat the same hamburger and french fries that they ate everywhere else, and they're not trying out local eateries. Uh, a tourist will only stick to foods that they're familiar with. So a traveler... Uh, likes to find a link between the culture. And we talk about that here. We talk about the food here. We've done many podcasts about it. I'm not a foodie, but you know, we've had Lanai was our partner here for many, many years. And uh, you want to get out of your comfort zone. We've talked about some of those things. So definitely do that. A tourist only sightsees. A traveler kind of blends in with the locals. I don't know how to explain converses with locals. You're going to talk to locals. And that's why I encourage you to use us, okay? And use a experienced travel advisor or use an experienced traveler, uh, travel advisor that knows Hawaii or is in Hawaii. Please do it. Please switch up your thinking about this because we care so much about this place. My whole life is just helping folks plan Hawaii vacations. This is what I've been doing. And people that are really compassionate about it are going to make sure that you experience Hawaii like a visitor, not a tourist. Um, and, you know, generally, I think travelers make an effort to reach out a little bit, talk to people a little more and share unique stories, you know, stuff like that. Um, tourists generally dress for comfort. And travelers, I think, dress more for... I don't know how to explain it more for style and comfort. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I, I just think that you, you, your tourists normally pack a lot of clothes. They have a, you know, a, bit, a lot of luggage and they will be comfortable when they're traveling only wearing certain things and they want to try to be fashionable. Um, I think travelers are, are just smarter packers. They don't really care about what they're wearing as much. And in Hawaii, you know what? You don't need a lot of things to wear. So um, hopefully that makes sense. I just kind of wrote some things down that I was thinking about. I mean, I have so many things here on my list and I'm running out of time because I like to keep these like right around 15 minutes. But I have so many things that I wrote down. Let me look here. Um, you know, there's, there's an idea that being a traveler means being spontaneous. And in general, that's true. You know, you want to kind of go with the flow when you go on a vacation. But in Hawaii, because we are so busy that you need to toggle back your expectation about um, being spontaneous. There are some things that you can do spontaneously. Like you can decide, hey, I'm going to go to this beach. Or I'm going to do, if there's some activity or some something happening in the islands that you found out about when you get here, like a festival or an event, well then obviously be spontaneous. And I think, you know, 
because I'm running out of time here, I think one of the most important things to remember, and this kind of came out of watching that show, is that don't be part of this culture that that when you come to Hawaii, or I think this applies to any destination where you feel like you are somehow entitled to something, kind of like bucket list culture, you know, treat the destination as you would your own home. You know, we have a couple of condos that we, we have um, vacation rentals. And when I send out, you know, the welcome letter and so forth, I say, we expect you to keep this condo and treat it like it was your own hale, your own house. And so you should be doing that too. And not treating these islands as you're like, you're visiting some hidden gem, you know, that you're just throwing money at. And that somehow you're expected and you're entitled to something for, for the price you paid. So... I just want to leave you kind of with that as you think about planning this Hawaii vacation and try to use locals, use local tour guides. You know, we've talked about our sister site, Secret Hawaii Tours, where all of our guides are born and raised here, lived here most of their lives. Same with our agents. Everything you do with us is connected. Even the money that you you end up paying to us more stays here in Hawaii than uh, other destination, other places that you might book with, like uh, OTA. None of that money really filters down except through the big hotels, and some of that, I guess, does filter down. But when you book with us, you know, all of anything that we're doing, that money is, you know, that we earn is staying right here in Hawaii and supporting local families. So keep that in mind too before you go pull the trigger on some OTA or go to Costco or wherever you think you're going to go to get this much better deal because I can get those deals. I was shocked when this woman wrote to me today, this Sandy woman, you know, like we had been going back and forth and then, you know, and I, I know she's coming from the right place, but she just decided that she was going to do everything on her own after talking to me and me giving her all the options, but just ended up doing everything herself. And now I'm not going to be able to help her as much as I really wanted to because um, we we only really do all of this vacation planning for people that are clients. So anyway, keep that in mind as you plan and get ready for your next Hawaii vacation. All right, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up. Don't forget to check out our website, hawaii-aloha.com. Give us a call. Agents are standing by right now, 1-800-843-8771. And we would love to help you get busy planning your next trip as a visitor, right? You're going to be a visitor. You're not going to be a tourist coming to Hawaii. All right. For my beautiful wife, Yali, and all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, I'll say aloha and mahalo.